0: Top 1% of the best movie podcasters in the world. Best of the best. But we have a few problems. Mark, the simple fact is you feel responsible for Jesse not being on the podcast tonight. And you have a confidence problem. And Nico, you're everyone's problem. That's because every time you go on the air, you're unprepared. I don't like you because your type of podcasting is dangerous. Nico, bottom line is your ego is writing checks your body can't cash. Mark, what are we watching?
1: Movie Tales. I'll have what she's having. Hosted by Mark, Jeff, and Nick. Round up the usual suspect. Three lifelong friends who all dropped out of film school because they all figured out they loved watching movies more than making them. Are you not entertained? Gretchen, stop trying to make fetch happen. These cinephiles review and reveal widely unknown factoids, lore, myths, trivia, and cultural impact of the movie. Mostly funny. I'm your huckleberry. Sometimes
2: serious. I'm gonna make them an awful you
1: Definitely interesting insight into the best movies we only thought we knew. He's
2: looking at you, kid. Uh, obviously we're watching uh, and talking Top Gun because the new Top Gun's coming out. I think we're all excited because I think we were excited two years ago when this new Top Gun was supposed to come out. I mean, I've I've
0: been thinking I'm gonna see this movie in about three months. For about three years.
2: For about three years, right? That's a good way of putting it. I, uh, it felt, y- yeah, But it felt
0: it, like... It's two, but it felt like three years. Let's be real here.
1: Yeah, it was a long two years. We'll put it that way. That's for sure.
2: <laughs> it has been a very, very long two years. But uh, the original one, 1986... Callsign Maverick, Lieutenant Pete Mitchell, the impetuous daredevil Navy pilot ace, is accepted in Amir Mars' elite fighter school, also known as Top Gun. There, as impulsive pilot, compete with the best of the best, not only will he meet Charlie, the flying school's curvaceous astrophysics instructor, but also the brilliant and highly competitive fellow student Iceman, with whom right from the start he will engage in a reckless contest. As Maverick is haunted by his father's mysterious death, will he be able to suppress his wild nature to win the prestigious Top Gun trophy? Dun dun dun. Nick Reganus. That's his contribution to IMDb this week. It was very serious and uh... I thought it was kind of funny for the cheesy 80s movie Top Gun to go with that recap this week, but uh, you guys all saw this when you were kids, right? Yeah, oh, high school. High school? High school, yeah. You didn't see this till you were in high school? Yeah, I did not. I would not even heard of it. Wow. Okay. I saw this, like, probably like you, 20, 20 that times That blows my kid. mind,
0: only because you, you didn't grow up. You grew up watching a lot of movies, Nick. Like, it's not like... I was going to say you were born in a cave, but you clearly weren't. Like that's, that's.
1: Yeah, and I'll get into it when we get there. But yeah, I saw this the same year. But I mean, I'll dive right in since we're here. Um, I, freshman year, was at a senior house. It was like senior football night. It's basically kind of like homecoming for the football team. And all the cool kids on our team, like the seniors you looked up to, were just raving about this movie. We watched it. Everybody knew all the lines. It was like watching Happy Gilmore again. I just thought it was so, so cool. I never heard of it. Then I watched it on my own within a few weeks and I was kinda underwhelmed. So I'd never actually seen it really since then.
0: Quick quick question. When you were watching it at the football players' house for the first time. Did you pretend that you'd seen it a billion times and were are like oh, i love i love this part
2: no i was just watching in awe how obsessed they were with him I, I i remember this movie as much as any other movie probably it, just seeing it because i've seen it that many, many times it's such a guilty pleasure very very much guilty pleasure so then i had a friend in high school matt christensen if you're ever get to listen chance to listen to this he and I would quote this movie obsessively until the end of time. So that's why I was laughing just now in my head because you you talked about these guys in high school that quoted this movie. Yeah, I was one of those guys. So I knew I know exactly who who you're talking about there. And then I introduced this to my kids when my stepkids when they were young, and my stepson just devoured it because he wanted to rewatch it a couple of times you know, just because of the fight fighter fighter scenes, fighter pilot right. scenes, which are really and, good. And yeah, they are. They're awesome. They hold up to this day. They're, you know, they're, just, they're, uh, they're great. I, I loved them. But, so, this movie's just kind of always been in my life. So, it's a very nostalgic movie for me. And we'll get into that in a little bit. But, Jeff, when, you you saw this as a kid. and then...
0: I don't remember a time in my life when Top Gun wasn't in my life.
1: <laughs> it's uh, your earliest memory. But
0: guys. I... I do remember this one babysitter we had that every single time she would babysit, it seemed like Top Gun happened to be on TV and she would always put it on. And I mean it probably worked out well because as a kid I loved that movie and I'm sure she was a high school babysitter loved that movie. <laughs> so like but yeah, I this and Star Wars are the two movies. Like I can't think of a time that I didn't know that they existed. In like my world, uh, it's just, it's kind of a movie that was always there. And I really thought that anybody you talk to would, you could refer to top gun and they know what you were talking about. Obviously I didn't meet Nick till high school because <laughs> there were those out there that didn't know what it was, I guess.
1: Um, it's aged really well. Like I can't think of the, these flight suits and toga parties are the most themed costume parties over the last 30-something years, right? Like it is Animal an House. iconic... It yeah.
0: is. It might be the definition of a rewatchable movie because it's a collection of great scenes and great characters that you can come into at any time and just really enjoy it. Some movies, like, you really need to... Even, even if it's the second or third time watching it, it's hard to jump in in the middle or to, like, leave it. But you can... Dive back in and out of this movie so many times, like so easily on the rewatches I, I mean, this movie's been on on at my house like the the
1: past week because it's such a
2: great it's film. Been, it's been background for, noise for you
0: for fifteen minutes at a time. Like you can just hop you, in
1: and be like, "Fine, I'll rewatch it." You know, like no problem. I'll just finish. It, it. Might,
0: might be the one movie that meets your weird definition of a really great movie, Nick. What what is it you said? You have to watch it ten times in a row, or for ten days. This is one of the few films I think I could watch 10 days in a row over and over again. Okay,
2: so it's it's funny that you mentioned that. There's the... You guys ever heard of the Cinema 52 Project? Jeff, you ever heard of this? Nope. So Top Gun was one of the first films to be selected for the Cinema 52 Project, in which a subject watches a film 52 times over the course of a year. Revelations of note about Top Gun resulting from this experiment include Tom Cruise blinks 469 times in this movie. (laughs) The word the is spoken 223 times, and the average time between Airboss Johnson coffee spills is 27 minutes and 23 seconds. And I just found it hilarious because, Nico, you've always had this... (laughs) This Very. thing of, of this theory that you need to rewatch a movie. And here's this thing. I never knew this existed. The Cinema 52 Project. And this is one of the first movies to ever go through the Cinema 52 Project.
0: I, I was thinking about your theory a lot this week. Because I was like, this is one of the few movies that I feel like, uh, for me, could actually hit that bar. So,
1: But one of the things about that challenge is that it proves that a movie's not as good as we think it is right you couldn't watch the king's speech three times as much as you hail it as a, a worthy oscar winner for 2010 right you just you couldn't do it and that's my point no that's no i know it. That, no i mean schindler's list
0: was a very worthy oscar movie but i'm not why shoot yeah. me in the head if i watch that thing fucking 10 times in a row <laughs> like and it, i love that movie
2: for sure for sure so what works top gun what works for you nico
1: I think the friendship, that was my favorite part between Goose and Maverick. I like how Goose held Maverick accountable and how he responded to that cause he didn't have anybody else. I thought that was so cool. It's kind of a buddy movie too. Kind of a buddy sports movie in my
2: own weird opinion. I, uh, can, this, I can see what you mean by that. I mean, it's a sport. It's like a
0: this, this is a sports it, movie. It's that testosterone
2: a type, movie. you know, locker room type because of the the you know the camaraderie of the fighter pilots and the school together.
0: Well, they have a whole contest and everything. This is literally the, yeah, a sports it, yeah, movie yeah, disguised a, a, as a war movie.
2: I I'm, mean, the coach. It's an infomercial for the Navy, essentially.
3: <laughs>
0: on, that is what it is.
1: So, so, but we'll his, get into that later. But his, Keep going, his romantic relationship with. Um, I forget her name. Kelly Preston, or is that it? Kelly McGillis. Kelly McGillis, who gets put secondary to his friendship with Goose. I thought that was super cool. I I love the soundtrack of this movie. Kenny fucking Loggins, man. Kenny Loggins. I, uh, playing with the boys... (laughs)
2: Like, you go oh, to no. the volleyball song. You don't yeah. sing highway. You don't sing danger zone, no. which, which Dude, danger no. zone was such a cool song that they use it in three different times in the movie. I know.
1: <laughs> playing with the boys is the best song. On what the about song top, gun gun yeah, yes. top, gun like top Gun Anthem? Yeah, that's good. I even like
2: Top Gun Anthem. Yeah.
1: All right. I'm going. Playing with the boys, Top Gun Anthem, and dead last is uh, Highway to the Danger Zone. Oh, you're out of here. What about uh,
0: Take My I'm, Breath Away, the Oscar winner? Yeah, okay, the Oscar I'll put that winner. Third. Take
2: My Breath Away. Yeah. Wins for best song. Wow, Berlin. 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 Wow. And she didn't even show up for the Oscars because she said she'll only go if she can sing the whole song, and they said, "Mm, sorry, you're going to be part of a medley that was already planned, and so she turned it down, and she so regretted it, the lead singer, I forget her name, Uh but uh, because it ended up winning. So, yeah.
0: I I, I mean, I wrote down the sound, I'll get back, I'll let you keep going, Nick, but just since you mentioned the soundtrack... The, the only soundtrack I think I like better is Dazed and Confused, and that's more, I just like maybe the songs in Dazed and Confused better, but as far as it going with the film, this might be the best film soundtrack of all time. That
1: is bold
2: as hell. I mean, and it's on it wrong. a Hall of Fame list, but let's keep in mind, your favorite movie of all time, Forrest Gump, I mean, that's a great soundtrack too, Jeff. Don't, don't leave it that is. one out. Anything else work for you, Nico? No, that's pretty much it so I mean I think this movie worked perfectly in the 80s if I think about like you know I mean I was a little kid then so I I, but if I I imagine if I was a teenager and an adult in the 80s just Top Gun was probably just as cool as anything and I mean it was reading about it and it still works uh, you know almost perfectly today it's cheesy but and over the top at times but that's what blockbusters are they're right that's what they're supposed to be so anything in the air works all the aerial stuff it all works sometimes
0: all you want is cheetos
2: yeah exactly exactly and then uh, the only exception for me it's a huge exception we're going to get into that um don't step on what doesn't work we'll get there yeah yeah so but uh and then i also had you know the iconic soundtrack and the love story works for me and kelly mcgillis doesn't even work that much for me But the love story works for me, just the idea of it and how it all unfolds.
0: Whatever happened to Kelly McGillis? She killed well, it in Witness. She's in this movie. She did kill it in Witness. She killed she... it in
1: Witness,
2: which is what got her in this movie. And, and then she disappears. Well, there's, no.
1: there's that famous meme that was in 2019 when this movie was supposed to be released where like, it showed how she aged versus Tom
2: Cruise. And was... Yeah, and they asked her, and she's quoted, no, they didn't ask me. And she's like, well, that's because I aged like a normal person. And, <laughs> no. <laughs> and they're not interested in my... <laughs> in my... My normalcy, basically, well, because Scientologists haven't been
0: like pumping, <laughs> like, liz- lizard bloods and, and hormo- hormones into, into her for the last fifteen years.
2: Are
1: you, st- Mark? You got anything
2: else? No, I mean it's a simple movie. Let's be real. Wait, yeah.
1: I, I got one more, just real quick. I think Val Kelmer's fantastic. I'm not even sure he's an antagonist or a bad guy. He's just a really responsible, safe fighter pilot. <laughs> that's he's what a really, really... responsible. Wait a second, Very is safe he safe though? Yeah. That's is what he? I took away from this rewatch. I'm like, is man, he that he's... safe?
2: Yeah, I don't know if he is. He was worried that. about safety. We'll get it. We'll get into that. I have he was worried on about on, safety, but he was also, you know, worried, worried about winning that Top Gun trophy too. He
0: did want. He did want that Top Gun <coughs> trophy.
2: You know, he's uh, partly responsible for Goose dying. We can get into that. I that, thought maybe. being
1: more grounded is really running the trophy in the end. You know,
2: uh, Val was good, and uh, the irony was he he didn't even want to do this movie. <laughs> and
0: all right, what worked for me. Um, I I think I said at the top there. This is a sports movie disguised as a war movie, and it works brilliantly. Um, or maybe more as Mark would say, disguised as in a uh, navy infomercial. Yeah, it's um, definitely not a war movie. And that if the 1980s, if the 1980s were a movie, they would be Top Gun. I cannot think of a more 80s film, cheesy. Incredible lines. Um, romances out of nowhere. Uh just feel good energy. This is the Reagan 80s. Like at its epitome.
1: More so than Risky um,
0: Business? Two? Oh yeah, this movie's more. Risky Business has a little more substance. This is the eighties were all about the 80s were all about like commercial just Having a good time. This is summer blockbuster. Risky
2: Business is a sneaky movie about capitalism. Exactly. Exactly. But more Reagan era, but keep going.
0: Wrote down the soundtrack. Like I said, the characters, the cast, the planes. Um, The birth of Tom Cruise as a movie star. He's exciting in Risky Business. But literally after this movie, he plays some version of Maverick for the next, and you could argue Joel a little bit, but for the next 15 years of his career color of money is maverick playing pool days of thunder is actually just top gun in race cars (laughs) Uh, uh, literally his entire this movie takes off his entire next 10 15 years and they just replay this formula over and over again to billions of dollars and he didn't want to do it
2: that's oh, the he hilarity didn't, of it.
0: Not until they put him on the... Uh, and not put, until and they then put Breckheimer, him in the Bruckheimer F- throws 15. him in a
2: jet. Bruckheimer throws him in a jet. He pukes all over the place and loves everything about it and gets down and calls him and says, I'll do the movie. This is they great. They wanted I'm him in.
0: from the beginning. He tur- he kept turning it down, so they offered this role to like everybody in Hollywood. Matthew Modine was very, very close to doing it, but he was anti he was anti-war, so he turned it down. John Travolta was um offered the role but then they had to resend it because he wanted too much money um really glad john travolta wasn't in this uh iron Swayze, man easy
2: estevez what's his uh, name?
0: iron man was offered it um, nicholas
2: cage john cusack yeah, the, matthew broderick yeah. sean penn michael j Funt, basically Scott everybody Bale, in hollywood Scott <laughs> and they finally
0: Bruckheimer finally put cruz in a jet and in the minute he got out he called him and said he's all in all right moving on favorite scenes Mark, Mark's excited. Mark, what is your favorite scene?
2: Well, I only wanted to go because it's early on in the movie. But my favorite scene is flight school day one when they're outside in the desks and they meet Charlie. And they have the inaccurate data on the MIG. Mm-hmm. That's, That's my favorite scene, favorite scene. Of the movie. <laughs> Tell us why. That's interesting. That's
1: not yeah, what I expected.
2: I, I well, because... A, I love I, 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 love the love story aspect of this movie. I love how they meet in the bar. I love the karaoke scene. I've I love that the karaoke s- scene. I've done that song karaoke in the bar because of this movie. So, and then the next day they just see, here's this girl. Holy cow. She's, whoa, she's our teacher. Okay, that's weird. I was trying to sleep with her the night before. That's and, weird. And, and, that's and that's been every, stolen
1: so many times in the movies over the since Top Gun too.
2: It has been. That's a good point, Nick. So then so many things unfold in this scene that I just absolutely love. And she starts talking about this data on the MIG. And lo and behold, Tom Cruise is the guy that was up there and Goose was there. And nobody knows, but Tom Cruise and Goose know that this. they're talking about, holy shit, they're talking about us. And that your data's wrong. And then, and, and then you hear Val Kilmer chime in and you get the bullshit, oh, you know? and it's which was totally Ad-lib line. Yeah, and ad-libbed.
0: that's why everybody laughs. Yep. That's why
2: everybody laughs. Exactly. It was a, and it works perfectly. And uh, just that scene is perfect and I love it. And I- All right, I'm going next. What's your favorite scene, Jeff? It's
0: lost that love and feeling. I fucking love that scene.
3: You've lost that love and feeling. Whoa.
0: I'm super, I I, I can be, i going to ask my wife, I can be super extra, especially like at a bar, different things with my friends. And I love a group of guys just having like a great time like that. And the set, I mean, it's completely ridiculous. It's completely awesome. Yeah. Um, I don't, uh, Nick, what would happen to you in 2022 <laughs> if you follow... If
1: you followed a girl hey, after you exactly didn't what I work thought. with that
0: girl, and you follow her into the bathroom.
1: Canceled oh, his that ass. Yeah. That pondering. Oh my god, I thought that exact same thing when I rewatched it. Oh yeah, that was a midnight I was like, oh man, sure. said, 80s... is, Ma- is Maverick canceled
2: in 2022 yes. for following a woman into the bathroom? Different yep. rules of the 80s. Like, it, was like almost, <laughs> it,
0: it was like almost encouraged back then, I think. I don't know. Um, she was like happy to see him, not creeped out. Not creeped out at all. Like she probably... not
2: creeped at all. Not creeped <laughs> out that he said, you know, he, that you can, we could just go right on the counter right now. Right, like, <laughs> exactly. Stop this Maverick, I, Maverick, Maverick doesn't even get in one of those planes. I mean, she goes straight to the office. He doesn't right. even see. He doesn't even sit in that desk the next day. Right. He's definitely canceled. You're
1: right. I mean, <laughs> I have a second favorite,
0: but it. I'll let I'll let Nick go first before. Um. I... I, so I the most memorable scene
1: favorite. from that first viewing at the high school seniors' house was the righteous brother scene but my favorite scene i know i said the friendship really matters but i really my favorite scene is when um iceman apologizes to uh to maverick and he gives him his condolences and we're used to that locker room scene where them taunting each other and i thought it was a night nice, it, it was really meaningful to see him really apologize and i love the end too where, oh, where he pauses and scene. he, he doesn't know what he to did. quite
2: what are you and and together so perfectly. why
0: does he sniff in that scene
2: okay i don't okay so wait, you liked that scene where he pauses and he doesn't quite know what to say to Maverick? Well, like did he forget his line? I was very
0: I've okay, so that, that scene a bunch weird of times. To now me I'm too. like <laughs> What is he? I like so, that Nick liked it though. Let's let Nick let yeah, talk about it. Yeah, that's
2: true, that's true. So the other scene that I love, I love the foreign relations scene in the beginning, just where they do flip oh, the that bird. Oh, that's awesome. I, I, I mean,
0: the flipping the flipping the bird. Uh,
2: uh, but, uh, but here's my question. I, because of that being one of my favorite scenes here's yet another pondering that I actually didn't even have this is a in pod pondering <laughs> did they did, is that the coolest is that the coolest flight shot of the movie and is it in the beginning it might be it might be right where the plane goes inverted right <laughs> i mean
0: it's that or it's that or goose's death um, uh, and, uh, you know, obvi- okay, obviously yeah. the flipping him off is a funner scene to watch um I, my my, uh, my second favorite scene is the volleyball scene. Yeah. your <laughs> money scene. Yeah. Tell us why. I mean, it's, I, it, it reminds me of just, I grew up playing. I'm, I was more of a basketball player than a volleyball player. Yeah. But I love a good pickup game of basketball. And I just love a good pickup game of the boy. I mean, Kenny Loggins and the boys. Like I, I, I feel you, like it is, captures that's the
1: best song on the soundtrack. I feel
0: like it captures the spirit of, of hanging out with the boys and playing oh, sports. Yeah. Like so fucking well. Now, I got to get into some some questions about that scene. The flex. How often do you play volleyball in your jeans, Mark? <laughs>
1: Never. <laughs>
2: Never.
0: Um, you ever played volleyball
1: wearing a watch? Uh,
2: I mean, I didn't quite notice
1: the watch. That's the famous part of the scene, is when he checks his watch <laughs> right before when he flexes. Wait, wait. Well,
0: so I've got a quote. So there's a lot of weird going on in that scene. There just is. Um, first of all, another question I have is why the fuck? I love this scene. Now, this is like my second favorite scene in the movie, but I have to tear it apart a little bit out of love. <laughs> why the fuck are they playing in like a parking lot? <laughs> They're in San Diego. <laughs> I'd oh, say. They're playing, but they're, if you look at the scene, they're in like a parking lot or something. And there are no, I guess it's the Navy, so I guess that makes sense that there's zero girls around. Like, absolutely not a girl within 100 yards of that fucking game. So they or interviewed
2: Or or you know, Tony they spent too much money on the fighter jets.
0: That might have been. Oh, this movie like, only cost, this only cost
1: it only cost 15 million to make. Right. I was just going to say that. Um, Fifteen million,
2: and they spent two million on the jets. That's not bad. That's I think they, I
0: mark. I think it got underwritten by the uh, Navy's marketing department by quite a bit. (laughs) But I've got to read my quote. So they asked like what tone he was going for in the famous volleyball scene and stuff. They somebody interviewed and asked him, Tony Scott. And I shit you not, I will send you the source. You're not gonna believe me. This is an actual fucking Tony Scott quote about filming the beach volleyball scene. I didn't have a vision of what I was doing other than just doing soft core porn. I knew I had to show off all of the guys, but I didn't have a point of view. So I just shot the the shit out of it and got the guys to get all of their gear off and their pants and sprayed them all in baby oil.
2: (laughs) I didn't
0: have a vision of what I was doing other than just, like I said, soft core porn. I knew I had to show off all the guys, But I didn't have a point of view, so I just shot the shit out of it. That's
1: so funny. I love it. Like, look it up. I'll send it
0: to you. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking Tony Scott (laughs) said, we're going going to a parking lot. We're going to dump a bunch of fucking sand in there. I'm going to put the guys in jeans, baby oil, and I'm going to shoot it like I'm shooting a softcore porn scene. I mean,
2: Tony Scott's crazy.
0: Throw Kenny Loggins in the background and somehow it ends up being... Me and Nick's second favorite scene of the movie.
1: <laughs> just call Kenny Loggins, baby. He'll have <laughs> the hit ready.
2: Jesse um, hates that scene, by the way. He does. <laughs> yeah, that's a... Um...
1: Wait, wait, wait. You'll have we to can... read him that quote. Can we talk about the flex, though? How money that was and how much it gets made fun of and how ridiculous He does it, it like
0: is. three... Well, that's what one of the best things about Sliders this... Sliders flex? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's one of the best things about this scene. It's like, they're just fucking going for it in this scene. Like another, it's a pondering, but we have so many, I think I can sneak some in. Um, So Anthony Edwards is six foot two. Uh Tom Cruise is listed as five seven, but let's be real. He's closer to five, 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 six. That's an NBA height he puts down. Um, In what world is Tom Cruise the spiker (laughs) (laughs) and Anthony (laughs) Edwards the setter? (laughs) Nick, love you to death. But how many times have you been the spiker on beach volleyball? <laughs>
1: <laughs> they just try to set me up sometimes, and I just lightly tap it over. I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, those of you that aren't listening at home, um, our friend Nico is closer to the Tom Cruise height situation um, than. Um, I'm probably closer. I'm actually taller than Anthony Edwards.
1: You see, um, Kelly McGillis is taller than volleyball. him. In yeah, t- Kelly they... McGillis is taller than him. They
2: put shoelifts in him. Well, not only that, one of the scenes, they dug a trench for her, and she had to stand in a trench at the bar. (laughs) Oh, my God. It's amazing. How much
1: taller is she?
2: Only, like, three inches. My
0: understanding is Tom Cruise is actually sensitive about it. Like, he he gets really bossy about, like, making him look short on film, (laughs) which is kind of hilarious. That's why no way he's 5'7".
1: It was, it was a big five, eight, eight. issue on Interview with a Vampire, apparently. Remember, that he, they had it because he was up right. against Brad Pitt. Who's...
0: Nick, are you taller than Nick? Than, than Tom Cruise?
1: Yeah. I'm like 5'9". Five, five,
0: <laughs> five,
1: oh, yeah. There's a family. famous meme going around that says, today is 5'9", or as some men call it, 5'11". <laughs>
0: That's right. Um, I have two more scenes down. Uh, but you guys, I did just take a bunch of time. Any more scenes you guys want to talk about before I bring my two up? I have Goose and Mav playing the piano. Um, yeah, that was I think that's just a favorite great fucking scene of friendship, Mark. Hey,
1: goose, you big
0: dad? That's me, honey.
1: Take me to bed or lose me
3: forever.
0: Show me the way home, honey. Mark, you and I—he steals every scene she's in in this fucking movie. This
2: was her first feature film.
0: Mark, you and I have been to that barbe- that barbecue restaurant. Remember?
2: We have. And did you see it burn? It burned down.
0: down. I was like, I've always, like, I want to go back there. And I'm like, shit, I guess I can't. The, the piano was saved, but most of the memorabilia was lost. But And my fourth one is, I actually, I like Goose's death scene. Every time I fucking watch that thing, I'm like rooting for it, like not to, I don't know why, but for some reason in this movie, every time I watch it, I'm somehow convinced that this is going to be the time that somehow Goose makes it out in the end. <sighs>
1: It's too hard for you to watch?
0: It's a real gut punch. Because to your point, Nick, I think this is... I actually buy a lot more into the friendship than I do the uh, relationship in this film. Uh-huh. And I just... It's, it's a fucking gut punch every time. Like, you really see how much he cares... He even cares about his, like, wife and the kid. And that That's one of the reasons I'm okay with there being a sequel. I, like, love right. the idea of Goose's kid coming up Who we up meet and, in the uh, first
1: one, right? Yeah. Yeah,
0: facing... it's. I'm usually not a fan of these kind of movies having the 20 year later
2: sequel.
1: We talked about that pre-pod, yeah. This one makes
2: a lot of sense, actually. It
1: does, in it my does. opinion. This
2: one's going to be way better than Top Gun. I'm telling you, it's going to be better I, because. Well, it, did you hear that at Tom the Cruise end of the day, learned? Tom did you hear Gunn, he
0: learned to fly a fucking F-16s?
2: That's not surprising. He's
0: crazy. He, Tom Cruise is fucking crazy. He's he, he would. He went out there and learned... I mean, he always does... Le- he's almost died on several movies because he loves to do his fa- his own stunts all the time. Fucking alien Tom Cruise decided he was going to go learn to fly a fighter jet. <laughs> so I guess in the new one, he's actually flying fighter jets for the upcoming Scientology War, I guess. I don't know.
1: That's pretty impressive, um, <laughs> though. That, that takes a certain kind of passion, you know? Favorite quotes. What's your favorite quote, Jeff?
3: I feel the need. The need...
0: Ah, oh, I mean, do you just want me to say, Mark, you want to do it with me? I don't know if it's my favorite quote, but I feel the need.
2: The need for speed.
0: <laughs> I mean, you said my favorite line earlier. I love the uh, take me to bed or lose me forever.
2: It Show is, me I the mean, way, huh? Great.
0: Show me the way home, honey.
2: That's a great line. It is. Uh, tower, this is Ghost Rider, requesting a flyby. That's such a classic line. Is
1: that where the line negative Ghost Rider comes from? Yes, sir. It I wonder, people have been saying that for 15 years. I had no idea what the hell they were negative talking
2: about. Negative Ghost Rider. The pattern is full. And what's funny is what I realized there the first time is Ghost Rider is just what Tom Cruise calls his plane. What Pete calls his plane. That's just the name he's given his plane. Nobody else has named Ghost Rider, which I did not know. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently they just have a plane name. I didn't know that.
1: What about there's two O's in Gooseboys?
2: That is true. <laughs> One of my favorite lines is very early in the in the movie when they find out they're going to Top Gun, and he says, and if you screw up just this much, you'll be flying a cargo plane full of rubber dog shit out of Hong Kong. <laughs> That's a good line. You screw
3: up just this much, you'll be flying a cargo plane full of rubber dog shit out of Hong Kong. So, so the Defense th- Department
0: so- the Defense Department regrets to inform you that your sons are dead because they were stupid.
1: You live your life between your legs.
2: And then, uh, Hollywood man, Hollywood's got one of the best lines when he leans into Maverick and he says, "Gutsiest move I ever saw, man." I, th- I love that. That's a great. That's a great line. That's it's a great. It's a great line. Gutsiest move I ever saw. man. And, and then he storms out because he's all mad. And then she storms yep. out which is a great scene when she's just driving after oh, him i love it and she chases him down oh, just yeah.
0: batshit crazy and her and she
2: says that's how right but i held something back i see some real genius in your flying maverick but i can't say that in there i was afraid that everyone in the tax trailer would see right through me and i just don't want anyone to know that i've fallen for you he was supposed to have a follow-up line but he improved and kissed her at that point and they kept it how up. much is
0: one of those uh, porsches she was driving set you back mark
2: Oh, and she was driving a replica, so it's not an actual Porsche. I forget the emblem. It's oh. a special Italian emblem on them. And it was the company that made replicas of it. I didn't know and, that. Okay. Yeah, I forget the name, but yeah. Uh, that Porsche, it would set you back quite a bit, so that's why. I was just thinking she, intentionally... has a, she, has
0: this, she has this beach house in San yeah, Diego. That's what, I she know, drives right? a Porsche? I was it like, is interesting. send your kids to astrophysicist school. Um, although, I, I guess I could buy an astrophysicist making bank i don't know about for the military though i don't know maybe defense contractor
2: well holy i shit. think they get to name their price right they, you know they're they're contracted out
0: holy shit it's viper viper's up here great oh shit
1: he's probably saying holy shit it's maverick and goose <laughs> fucking love that line hard deck my ass we nailed that son of a bitch hell yeah
2: Woo-hoo! Just <laughs> That's the best. I and love. It.
0: How long have you been two been doing this act? Oh, since puberty. <laughs> Do you want me to skip to my oh, yeah, my exactly. bonus cat? You want me to just go ahead and skip to my bonus category now, Mark?
2: Before With, what didn't work?
0: No, no, no. It's a bonus category. Okay. Called heroes and villains. So, in the uh he, uh way back on the uh, Karate Kid podcast we did, I made that case for Johnny Lawrence. Yeah, uh, being the good guy and Daniel is the villain, which may or may not have been a stretch, but I could see that being a stretch. But with Iceman, what is the crime? Encouraging safe flying.
1: Yeah, exactly. That's what not wanting to
0: go up in the air with the pilot who has obvious PTSD and in his last training exercise froze up and couldn't even take a shot. Yeah, that guy's a real jerk. <laughs> exactly.
1: I, I, what kind I'm of not sure is this how. Shit?
0: I'm not sure how Iceman isn't the hero in this movie.
1: That's exactly what I was slowly getting to. That's so funny. He, he, okay. gets, he goes.
0: He goes over to Maverick in the end and tells him, "I'm sorry you lost his friend." He encourages the bad kid that takes too many chances to be a better wingman.
2: <laughs> okay, so I think he's partly responsible for Goose's death.
0: Well, yeah, he plays. He's stalling, and he knows he knows that Maverick doesn't have the patience. He definitely like he and definitely if, eggs. Now, if Maverick could show patience and would just have been okay with not winning, they're Goose equally would still be responsible. Alive as well. they I agree with equal, that. It's both yeah, of them. Oh yeah, yeah, it's their it's their fucking egos caring about the Top Gun trophy over one of their comrades' life. Um, so, a hundred percent. I'm not putting it all on Iceman, but I can't put it all on Maverick either. No, um, me neither. It's, but I just, we made that whole thing about Johnny Lawrence, and, but I mean, he's at least kind of a bully in that movie. Yeah, I don't even. Iceman doesn't even really bully. They
2: play volleyball. Well, that's he, why this movie exactly. That's why this movie's <laughs> just kind of weird in that re- in that regard. Because well, I was just he's thinking, he's not really a villain, but you're led to. But I mean, it,
0: man, do they really like they? In the '80s, they really disliked schoolboys,
1: didn't they?
2: <laughs> it, it's the, Like you're just turning him into villain. I don't know if he
1: is a villain. No, exa- we're all on the same page. He's not a villain. Yeah, agreed, agree. But I think yeah, we've I always had. thought of him the last 35 years as a villain, and then now that we're rewatching it, now that we're responsible and older, we're like, wait,
2: he's. But like, he's I never outside. hated Iceman as a kid, though. Either. Oh really?
1: It's also
0: very. It's also very American to like root on. To root on the rebel, the troublemaker. Right. The the outcast.
2: Like I, yeah, I never I hated mean, Iceman a, as a kid either.
0: I remember a shout out to our good friend Andy Schnackenberg. Um he would tell me American movies were very confusing to him. Because in Japan, where they're very like everything's like follow the rules and everything. He said literally in Japan, Maverick like everybody would have been horrified by Maverick. And been like, why isn't everybody like Iceman? <laughs> and
3: so it is it
0: isn't a very American thing to like uh, kind of <laughs> the uh, rule breaker.
2: That's funny. That's
0: funny. um, I got us way off path. I apologize, but we are going into... Are we... What didn't work? Are we ready for that?
3: Boo! Boo! Boo!
2: Yeah, we're going to have to be, and I just want to touch on it real quick. I guess for me, at the end of the day, this movie super nostalgic and I it gets a pass by, for me, but on the... Rewatch, I think this movie just really goes south for me after Goose's death. And everything leading up to Goose's death is just so much better for me. And I don't think I ever realized that until this week. And I've literally seen this movie 30 times, you guys. I actually
0: don't disagree with you. I I like all the stuff. I like him grieving. And I like all the stuff, the reaction to Goose's death. And I even like him going and visiting the uh, Viper or the trainer or whatever, um, finding out what happened to his dad. Um, but yeah, like the whole end scene, which I have about a zillion ponderings on, um, it just doesn't, I'm, I think you're right on on this, Mark.
1: I really I, do. It's, it's more of a fun movie up until that point, and then it turns into a serious drama afterwards. Well, because, it, because if attitude, you really
2: start thinking about it, then you kind of drive yourself nuts, and that's why you just have to just let it go and just be like, "Okay, this is an '80s summer blockbuster." Well, Goose
0: had to die though, because Maverick had to learn that there were
2: that there were, co- there
0: were consequences
2: and cost Like, in life. I guess you're right in that regard, but my for the point, character's
0: journey, that really, and I that's why I I loved the heart of the movie being their friendship, because in the end, um, Maverick's arrogance. Uh, literally cost him the most important thing in, in his life I mean, and i i from that standpoint it's even even though we, we it is a cheesy movie it is a it is a pretty solid character's hero's journey in totally,
1: my opinion totally and, and and we get to see him learn from it in the ending scene, you know. And,
2: and but here's the thing: you really just have to not overthink things with Top Gun because oh, if you overthink things, you're gonna hate the movie. Then you're like, like, why are they like playing 33
1: times, Mark? But why are they why are they wearing jeans? Times
2: because 20 of those times, I was a little kid that was just obsessed with the fighter jet scenes, and then 10 of those times, I was you know uh, uh, you know uh, an idiot in high school that was just quoting all the cool guy lines. So I never really analyzed it until the last week. And I was just... Then I started getting mad that I was analyzing it almost. This is the like,
0: ultimate cool guy movie. <laughs> this movie... that That's a great way to describe it. This movie is just fucking cool.
2: It, like, I mean, it, you just can't I, I can't describe it any because... other way. Why is he... Why Aviators, dealing... bomber
0: jackets... Yep. And fucking airplanes. Motorcycles like, what more
2: and do You want yeah. you learn <laughs> like... to ride a motorcycle for this movie. The only other thing I had as a nitpick in this movie was I hate how everyone's sweating in every scene because this takes place in San Diego and they're well, all. Well, that's good a shape pondering
0: and... I had too. Is <laughs> are there any showers on this fucking naval base? Because
2: well, well, Tom, Tom Cruise
0: has to—he literally has to shower before he goes to dates at his date's house. And
2: and did you see they I, added the scene in the elevator and they added the sex scene yeah because the
0: marketing because when they screen the this
2: feedback the feedback this said film they for horny ass scene.
0: horny ass americans <laughs> yeah i this this might
1: have been the first love scene i ever saw
2: it's yeah. gotta be right Dude, Mark?
1: i mean it's a pretty graphic love scene too <laughs> I probably sure.
2: one of them and i'm sure it's i'm sure the tv version's edited right okay it would have had to have been to like just but there's probably something but it's still not super graphic. Right? It's not like we I mean, see this movie really does have, have nipples, everything. Everything's but, yeah, I know. But there's like, a lot
0: of there's a lot of tongue going on in that.
2: version
0: uh, <laughs> sure? that love scene, but not right. a lot else. I don't, I mean, like weird tongue stuff. Um, Anything else not
2: work for anyone?
0: Uh, Kelly McGillis and Tom Cruise's chemistry. I thought there was almost zero chemistry between the two. The only exception being the scene in the elevator. I thought there was a little bit, but like the date scene when he shows up at her house um first of all i'm gonna ask our resident bachelor here nick how many times have you showed up for a first date at a girl's house and, and the first thing you do is say shower. can i uh can say okay, can you mind I? if I'm i gonna no i'm gonna take a shower if you don't mind <laughs> It is a power move. I'll give him that.
1: That's nitpicky.
2: Nitpicky. No, but Have you ever ever told a girl you're going to take a shower the first time you're at their house? No. (laughs) Okay. Just just curious. And keep in mind, there's no sex in that scene either.
0: No, Uh, none none whatsoever. And that's part of what I'm wondering. Maybe Maverick was just going for it, and he's like, if she says yes, there's a 50% chance she joins me in the shower? Is that his... Or is he really just, is it because he really just came from beach volleyball, beach uh, and volleyball. he just needs a wash? Yeah. Um, I,
2: their and chemistry I, you know, I is very they, bad.
0: Their chemistry is so bad in that scene. Their chemistry they are so is awkward. bad,
2: but the love scene works, and. Well yeah, it's and, under and blue my, light, I guess my It's under my, a blue light to fucking Berlin. The elevator scene doesn't me. Me and you could do me. a love
0: scene to Berlin under blue lights, Mark. It'd be fine. Oh my god.
2: The elevator scene doesn't bother me with her. I mean, I guess my question was about Kelly McGillis. Was did you find her attractive?
0: I found her more attractive in the elevator scene actually, and I don't. I know did why.
2: too. And Jen, I told Jen, I go. I think it's because she has the hat on. And it's right. Just making her look. Here, I actually there. felt the same way too. Well, her
0: hairdo, yeah. her yeah, her hairdo is not great. And it, maybe in the eighties, we would have like yeah. loved that hairdo. So that's the only time I thought argument. she was
2: attractive was in the elevator. That's funny. She's
0: she's pretty attractive in Witness.
2: Because my wife's she she didn't she didn't think Kelly uh, that's who brought it up. She's like, I don't think she's attractive. Right, but I'm- oh my god, don't
0: get my wife started on her. My wife's the same thing. <laughs> Holy shit! I just I had to I had to say it, Mark, because my wife get, get along.
2: Your wife's theory, but get anyways. along
0: pretty well. I could just see them going fucking off on that. <laughs> like I got a I got a long dialogue about everything Kelly McGillis while, while <laughs> re-watching this movie she <laughs> never should. all right Speaking career corner
2: Sainz, i want to talk tony scott you guys i have some info on tony tony scott and so tony scott did 16 films and, and he left us sadly he committed suicide but uh, god bless you and rest in peace tony scott because i love you and i think i love his movies more than ridley scott and we discussed this on gladiator and He's got Top Gun. He's got the sequel to Beverly Hills Cop, and the second one holds up. It's pretty good. But he also has True Romance, which I love. He also has Crimson Tide, which is pretty good. But he also has Enemy of the State, which I love. And he has Man on Fire, which I know Nico loves. And then he Uh, has Days of Thunder, which Tom Cruise and him wrote together, which is kind of you know what?
0: It's a it's actually a pretty good movie itself. It it is just Top Gun on in Cars, but
2: yeah. And last
0: boy scout. Every time I watch that movie, I last boy
2: scout is
1: good.
0: I'm looking at his filmography right now and there is not a bad movie on here. Oh, well,
2: but yeah, I mean he never really the had fan? so many bad movies. The Fan's probably my least Fucking
0: favorite. Fucking Crimson, Tide, Crimson but, uh, Tide, Spy. I like Spy Game.
1: Yeah, Spy Game is great. I I yeah, mean that's a great, like Brad Pitt. All
2: right, that answers
0: my 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 bunker, my bunker question I asked during Gladiator. This this completely solves it. I will I will go to a bunker with this film list. Give me Top Gun, Beverly Hills Cop 2 and Fucking The Last Boy Scout. That's about all you need. True romance. And so what's crazy about Tony top.
2: Scott, Tony Scott probably only gets Top Gun because of Ridley Scott. And because to- Top Gun's his second movie. And yep. his first movie was The Hunger in 83, and it totally tanked. And it almost ruined his whole career right from the get-go. But for some reason, Bruckheimer gave him Top Gun. I don't remember Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say sometimes critics get it wrong, and in this case they did yeah. because Top Gun is one of the most iconic movies in film history. It was also the most profitable
1: that entire year, which is oh, I mean, yeah. three hundred fifty-six million. I'm looking at for a movie uh-huh. that costs fifteen million. That's for speaking uh, of yeah, profits. Over did you guys
0: did you guys see the stuff about the home video? How no. Top Gun pretty much invented the home video market.
1: Okay, so
0: prior to Top Gun, yeah,
2: I did see that. The
0: only they really only marketed films to um, video rental stores. Basically, when a movie came out of theaters, it and they was were like a hundred dollars. It was a hundred dollars, a hundred dollars in nineteen eighty times, not our yeah. hyperinflation fucking. Uh, Do you guys remember when you were times. kids?
2: If someone like ruined a videotape, they got charged a ton of money.
0: It was a like, big deal. I'm talking yeah.
2: when we were little kids. So it got cheaper as we got older, obviously.
0: So they built an eight million dollar marketing campaign around it, and they said, "We're going to price this twenty six ninety nine. We're going to make these affordable," and they made like something like 17 million in home video sales it was like and literally ever since that movie they did a whole diet pepsi Didn't, commercial yeah pepsi made it possible it. right
2: diet pepsi made the whole thing possible and diet pepsi yep. shot an ad i don't know if you guys remember the ad where they the, the coke was stuck so they copied the inverted scene where they flip the bird and it pours the coke upside down <laughs> i was just thinking cup. about that today i do I
0: remember would. that that's, because
2: that was that played on the beginning of the VHS tape, and so many people had the VHS tape, and that's what we would have seen, obviously, because we were three and four years old, whatever, five years old when this movie came out in the theaters. So in
0: pre-orders alone, it made just a shit ton of money, which brought me back to my Blockbuster days. Mark, you remember selling pre-order Titanic? Or you probably did? You ever sell pre-order Titanic films when you were a video store? I
2: wasn't at store? Blockbuster for that. Okay, but, um, I was at the. You guys didn't sell. Hab- did
0: do? Da- happy Dappy video or whatever didn't sell. Uh,
1: <laughs> if you did pre-orders, if you did pre-order <laughs> VHS, it was happy like a hundred bucks. <laughs> that was great.
0: Um, but no, it brought me back to that. But I, yeah, it made a shit ton in even, even pre-sales. But I thought that was so cool. I didn't know that Top Gun literally invented the home video market. Um, or it changed it, yeah. Changed yeah, it did. It, yeah.
2: I mean, this movie's just cool. Like you said, it's just cool. And Tony Scott was cool. Going back to Tony Scott really quick. The one thing I want to do mention about Tony Scott, and there's a little trivia tidbit here. uh The opening of the film, he wanted to shoot aircrafts taking off and landing on the aircraft carrier, right, backlit yep. by the sun. Did you see this, yep. Jeff?
0: Oh, this was awesome.
2: So this the carrier captain. Awesome had changed course of the ship and when Scott asked if the ship could continue on the previous course and speed, he was told that turning the ship cost twenty-five grand. So Scott writes a check to the captain for twenty-five grand. So it could be turned and he could keep shooting for another five minutes. But then according to Tony Scott the check bounced on top of everything else. It's like what are they gonna do at that point? But uh, I mean, because the Pentagon got what did the Pentagon charge I for this two million. Is that right,
0: Jeff? Did you I see that? It. I remember it, but at like the time, at that time, he wrote like a twenty thousand dollars check or
2: whatever. Well, like no, twenty five thousand. But yeah. the, do you do you remember what the Pentagon charged?
0: It was something like one point eight million? Yeah, for, so like a that. lot of things were confusing to me when doing this research because I kept reading all these crazy prices the Pentagon charged. And then I kept reading how cheap a movie it
1: was—fifteen yeah, million. It doesn't really so, add up. Yeah,
0: like something in my internet research wasn't adding up, and I don't—I don't know if basically the Navy realized they were getting it all back, because I'm just going to say it now before we uh, at, like, at the end or whatever. Um, for six years following this movie, Navy recruitment went up 500. percent Oh yeah, uh, they put they put
2: booths they actually put Navy theaters.
0: booths outside of the movie theater. For when you walked out of Top Gun to sign people up to join the Navy,
2: to the point where there was a deal where they were going to put like an infomercial in to play before the movie, like advertising to join the Navy. But their department that would have done the video saw a screening of Top Gun and said it's already enough propaganda. We don't need to put another advertisement. I did in read that. They're the like
0: they're like this is this is a two and a half hour
2: advertisement about
3: the Navy
0: they were
2: like like there was a deal on top of everything to let the Navy put in their basically their own recruitment video but they were like um you made a better one for us you' <laughs> crazy here let's get some medals out shall we let's give some medals Nico you got some medals you want to give yep Meg gonna... Ryan baby Meg Ryan first feature film you're giving her the bronze medal no, I'm not really. Is it really her first feature film? First feature film. She was in TV before, but yeah. Ooh, that I did not know. Uh, I know, and she's great. She just lights up the screen. I said she steals, steals yeah, a, she, right. she steals. Yeah, she
0: steals the, every scene she's in.
2: Yeah,
1: I'm gonna give Tony Scott the bronze. I really do think this is the beginning of a really special career. And just even looking at his filmography here, I mean, you say he did 16 movies. Nine of them are very rewatchable, good movies. Sure. Um, but I'm gonna give Val Kilmer the silver. As we already said, is he even really the villain? He's a great character adage to this movie. I don't think this movie's as good without him. That's
2: Anyways, no worries, Nico. I didn't want to storm on your medals. Give your golden no, no. maverick.
1: I'm going I mean, I'm gonna give it to to Tom Cruise. I was just at a dinner party the other night. This was the beginning of his magical ten year run, right? I'm not saying. It's your yeah. No, I'd say that's more '81, but '86 to '96 with Jerry Maguire was pure magic. It really was. Oh. The not run. a
0: bad not a bad film
1: in that run not a bad film and it was really special it couldn't be repeated and we were still talking about it at a dinner party on Friday and I was like man that is really special
2: uh i give an honorable mention to anthony edwards one goose poor goose <laughs> poor poor goose and i gave my bronze medal actually to kenny loggins and this music and this soundtrack <laughs> it's iconic love it and i i think kenny kenny deserved it Gave my silver medal to Tony Scott. It's uh, it's one of my favorite movies of his for sure, and, and I, I we just went through his movies, so moving on. And uh, yeah, Tom Cruise, Maverick. I'm pretty sure if I make a Mount Rushmore of Tom Cruise, one of the four movies is probably Top Gun, but
0: it's gotta be right.
2: I, I think, but I don't know. I don't have time. Is it Risky to Maguire?
0: It. Top know, Risky like, Maguire Top Gun. And what's the fourth I, one? I, I don't that know. That one I have to ponder for a bit.
2: But I, I'm with you, I think, on those three for sure. So, I, I like, <laughs> Jeff, who are your medals going to?
0: Honorable mention to Meg Ryan. She's not in the movie enough to give her a medal, but she's fucking fantastic. Um, you just, you can tell right away she's going to be a movie star. Um, I can't say enough good. I'm. Who doesn't want to be, like, who doesn't want that to be like their wife or girlfriend? Like when you're watching that movie, the first time, like she's so awesome. And th- it makes like Goose's passing that much more tragic. Um, bronze goes to Anthony Edwards. Uh, I think he's fucking great as goose and he is the perfect, uh, Yang to, uh, Tom Cruise's Yang. And, um, I really think their chemistry is what makes this movie work. Despite the lack of chemistry between the romantic partners uh, Silver goes to Tony Scott. He just made a cool fucking movie, whether he's making porns in the uh, volleyball court or making admirals turn their uh, ships around. He found a way to just make one of the coolest movies ever made. Uh, kudos to Tony Scott. And the gold goes to Tom Cruise. This is a Tom Cruise vehicle. I, it feels like it feels like we got a little preview of Tom Cruise in Risky Business, but he just like becomes fully formed in this movie. And there are some people the camera just love. And I think that the camera might love Tom Cruise more than anyone else.
2: Well, it's getting late, boys. I mean, and I've got... I know Jeff's got some ponderings. I got some ponderings. No, <laughs> we don't I mean, have why time for kick all these ponderings. off with, how does Viper's wife know Maverick? Yeah. I mean probably they, hooked up happened? with her at
0: one time what
2: happened? What happened I, there,
0: when, huh? he hooked up with an admiral's daughter he, who, they probably I, that's why, why she knows him on first sight
2: I, I, well I, I thought of that or maybe she was maybe she met him at Goose's funeral That was the only other thing I could think of but it did keep uh, me up at midnight because I was like did he bang Viper's wife or something what's going on did Maverick, you know he slept with the admiral's daughter or whatever so right.
0: So I mean, she every eight,
2: awfully friendly when she opened that door. She,
0: I, she recognized him on site. it's, yeah. it's a, um, train. Yeah, I, I, think they knew each other from, um, scandalous circumstances. But <laughs> I could be wrong. <laughs> um See, I'm with, so, I'm kind of with you. So, <laughs> so every eight weeks there is a new Top Gun class. Correct. But on the eve of their graduation. Correct. There are I, no former graduates available no to go kidding, to the I, Indian Ocean. <laughs> just the brand new
2: uh, graduates, yeah.
0: including Pete Mitchell, who is suffering from serious PTSD yep. from Goose's death.
2: Yeah, I literally like, have that right here. Maverick is really the best available after what he recently went through.
0: What happens to all oh, then one uh, just to ponder on just to top to pile on this pondering, then at the end he's like, You've got your meal ticket. What do you want to do? He's gonna go become a trainer? He's not even going to, what the fuck happens to all these, these Top Gun graduates? <laughs>
2: I'm with are they you. all
0: shot down? I Why got all
2: kinds of ponderings about this. Does Iceman suck under pressure? He indirectly gets Goose killed. He kind of sucks in the finale with the Migs.
0: Kind of would fit his character. Plays it safe, but he can't. He He's can't, the James uh,
1: Harden of the Flyers. He
2: can't
0: I mean. hit that. The James Harden, <laughs> Nick. That might be the. Or, ba- or I, the
2: Chris Paul. I think
0: we're gonna re. Maybe we should rename James Harden an Iceman. I like this. <laughs> So I did um, some
2: research on this pondering of mine where they said, I, I want to know if they were lucky in the end to win the actual dogfight, right? Right, right,
0: right. So right.
2: It, it, early in the movie, Viper, he explains that Top Gun was established because the kill ratio went from 12 to 1 in Korea to 4 to 1 in Vietnam. He huh? says the reason was that U.S. pilots became too reliant on missiles and had lost their dogfighting skills, There's. which is a reference to the title. It is not Top Missile, it's Top Gun. So, ironically, I don't know if you remember, but in the end, everybody gets shot by missiles and everybody misses with guns. Yeah, there's
0: not a lot of gunfire in this film. There is a lot of fucking missiles. I don't know about you guys, but I don't remember the late 80s war in the Indian Ocean. Does anybody else in this pod know what the fuck's going on out there? Right, no kidding. And why couldn't they tell Mavericks... Pete Mitchell's family, that their dad died a hero? Why does that have to be confidential? <laughs> right.
2: Yeah, right. I, 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 know, I told you, the more you watch kind of a think dick about move. this movie, these ponderings aren't, aren't doing Top Gun any favors. So let's hope the second one doesn't leave us with these many ponderings.
1: I can't wait for it. That you're you out got of pondering. any other <laughs> ponderings, Nico? I had no ponderings. I had no problems with this movie. You guys no are... problems. Yeah. No
2: ponderings. No problems. We've seen this movie too many times. So yeah. We're nitpicky. We definitely we're have. Nitpicky as hell. Definitely, we are nitpicky with Top Gun, indeed. Uh, as, that's why I said it's a very nostalgic film. I have a very. Uh, I'll wrap it up here shortly. But uh, a couple of things we might have missed. Did you know the real Top Gun? Top Gun school. Uh, you mentioned a quote from this. You're going to have to cough up five bucks. If you quote this movie in the real school, no idea. What else did. we miss? What else? I we did miss?
0: see that. Um, Art Art Scholl oh, was yeah. the lead he was killed during
2: production on this movie.
0: Um, stunt flyer, yeah. and he actually died in a spin the way goose. Yeah, now I don't way, think he he didn't eject himself dies. out, but literally it, his plane caught in a tail a spin just like goose's, and he that is why the, the film. That is why the film is dedicated to him.
2: Um, yeah, they never found him either. They were never able to find the. Whoa! I missed that part.
1: Wow! Yeah, crazy.
2: Um, they, they dedicated the movie to him.
1: What? Uh, Tony Scott was fired three times for <laughs> fighting with Jerry Bruckheimer and Don Simpson. <laughs> That's
2: fantastic.
0: That,
1: that is amazing. Pretty, I mean, this this guy had balls. Was. You don't and earn that means Bruckheimer
2: and Don. That means all, that only happened because Don Simpson wasn't around. So Don Simpson was Bruckheimer's producing partner, who was very hands on, notorious for being hands on. But he was in rehab during this movie because he was addicted to pills.
1: Oh my God, yeah.
2: Yeah, and that means that's why Bruckheimer did that, probably. And then Don Simpson was probably in rehab, probably calling Jerry saying, You can't fucking fire him. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah, during his uh, personal visits, Jesus. Right. Uh...
0: So Anthony Edwards was the only cast member to go up in a Air Force or a Navy jet and not puke.
2: Oh, and not puke, right? Tom Cruise only puked the one time though. He went up two, like three, two or three he more was. times and didn't. But puke.
0: fucking goose, stump, iron stomach. He got went up, went down. He was fine. Also, Anthony Edwards and Meg Ryan started a short romance after this film.
2: They did, <laughs> yeah, they did, they did do. So something. the chemistry was real. And Scott Altman was uh, Tom Cruise's stuntman, who I mentioned, who ended up becoming a NASA astronaut and flying, did two missions in space on top of doing Top Gun. I a mentioned cool the life that guy's had.
0: <laughs> I mentioned the bad chemistry between McGillis and Cruise. Well, they did hate each other on the set, much
1: like Cruise and um,
0: Kilmer. That's I,
1: I can't believe some of the actors turned this down. I really can't. I, we've already gone over the list, right? but like I just can't believe looking back 35 years later that this was such a hard movie to recruit for like what were these actors thinking
0: you know what 80s actor i love in this film he he plays three fantastic parts in the 80s the i don't know if he's the trainer or the admiral or whatever who the bald guy from back to the future
1: yeah i know he's an annie too i mentioned annie
0: and he's also
2: yeah he's
0: also he's i can't get enough of that guy he, he was I, everywhere I in the 80s so you he know how everywhere. they buzzed
2: the tower and they, that's a big deal in this movie so that had never been done at miramar and the navy pilots who were flying the scenes for the film they drew straws to see who would get to do it and it went to lieutenant commander lloyd bozo abel who actually was doing a bunch of the flying anyways with tom cruise and um, but no one had ever gotten to do that. And Michael Ironside, who plays Jester, was on set that day. He said he said he could literally see into the cockpit from that scene. And it was the coolest thing he's ever seen. Uh, anything else we missed, Nico? Nope. That's pretty much it. You guys mentioned a lot of it
1: throughout, but great, great notes on that, too. I love how Han gets involved in this, and it's just always the extra added info.
2: Uh, you know, Cougar was supposed to have crashed while landing... Uh, back on the carrier. I forgot about this. And the Navy made him change it. The Navy said, Oh, you know what? That. You know what shout-out we never mentioned?
0: Shout-out to fucking Tim Robbins.
2: Oh, yeah. Tim, Tim Robbins. We get him in the beginning. We get him in the end. He's Cougars. He's, hey, uh, I don't he's,
0: think he has a line. Does he have a, have a line? He's Merlin, right? He yeah, plays he's Merlin? Coug-
2: he's Merlin. He's Cougars Goose in uh, the beginning of the movie. And then he's uh, Goose's replacement in the end with Oh, by the way, this movie's extra historic because it's credited for kicking off what was the uh, a world tour for a foreign press junkets for movies.
1: Okay, that's the was first the time first it's movie done. Movie
2: to ever really do this. So Tom Cruise gets credited for that. It was his idea, of course, it was. <laughs>
1: Well, could, could you explain a little bit more about what it, what exactly that is because well, so Tom listening... Cruise
2: was on Jimmy Kimmel in 2014 and Kimmel asked Cruise about the first time he had traveled the world to promote a movie and Cruise said Tom Cruise said that it was during the foreign press junket tour for Top Gun which he said took four months to complete as he'd spend weeks in every city they visited in Italy France and Japan Cruz told Kimmel that he was the one who came up with the idea of premiering films in other countries, though he said that it took me a few years to get it going. Kimmel quipped, "So all these other actors must want to kill you." Because Did of either
0: of you sport. watch this movie with the uh, your surround sound on? Uh, yeah, this, sound movie great, sa- this movie sounds. This movie sounds fucking awesome oh, yeah, on
2: surround.
0: Awesome like, the those like they, it was one of the better experiences I've had with my surround sound had to give a shout-out. I, I cannot wait to see this see the sequel on the IMAX.
2: The sequel's going to be great. Buy your tickets, everybody. Can't wait. Nico, final thoughts? I mean, I'll mean,
1: i continue on what you just said. I can't wait for this. I haven't looked forward to this movie probably in about five years for anything. I'm seeing it twice. I'm seeing it once in 40X on Tuesday, and then we're taking a party bus to see it dressed up on Thursday, all before it's released. Yeah, think about that. The hype around this thing. I think it's worthy, too. I don't think anybody's going to be really disappointed. I think that this is a 35-year movie in the making. Three years in production alone is, is a really big deal, and it's really exciting. I'm excited to see friends that don't normally get excited for movies excited for this. I mean, it's it's going to be a great time.
2: And But, um, Jeff, final thoughts? Just a fun movie.
0: Like I said, I don't have at the top. I don't have really memories before this movie. I have... I feel like I've almost always lived in a world where Top Gun was a thing. And I put this on anytime. time. It was hard coming up with favorite scenes because I love all of them. Uh, just a fun, fun rewatchable movie. And it was fun to talk about it and reminisce with you boys.
2: It really was. You know, at the end of the day, that's what I said. You know, the, the nostalgic factor above all will always win out for me and it'll leave me with a soft spot for Top Gun and this was a fun deep dive it was a great conversation with you boys as usual i'm excited for the sequel like nico said i'm super pumped uh confident that it's gonna be great actually it's gonna it's not it's not gonna it can't have the 80s cheese factor so i actually think it's gonna be a better movie but um it's good but it's gonna be missing that nostalgia of course But uh, this was great, and on behalf of Jeff and Nick and myself, thanks again for listening to another edition of Movie Tales. Enjoy the rewatch and enjoy the sequel. Take care.